You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Peace, peace. You know what it is. Shamir, S-K-Y-Z-O-O, Skazoo, live out the borough. And this is the NBA Exchange with my man Dexter Henry. You know how you doing it, man. Log on, tap in. Let's get into it. What is good, everybody? Happy New Year. 2022 is here. Welcome back to the NBA Exchange. We are back here with you in the new year. Happy to be back. Hopefully everybody is safe and healthy. That is a very important thing at this time. There's been a lot going on. We had a little break. Last time we talked to everybody was right before Christmas. We had a little Christmas special. That was fun with my guys, Gerard Hector, Jamal Murphy, and, you know, the usual angry Brian Fonseca. Uh, We will not have the whole crew here for that today, but it is Wednesday as we're turning back in the middle of the week, which means my man Gerard Hector will be joining me for NBA with Nuance Wednesday. You know how we do with that. Gerard is here with me. Gerard, how's it going, man? I'm good, man. I'm, you know me, I'm staying safe out here in these trees. I don't fool around with y'all. I am not outside. All right. You will, you will not catch me outside doing nothing in these COVID Omicron streets. Uh, Listen, man, the people got to take it safe. We're, we're going to talk uh, really at the top about how teams have been hit hard by this Omicron virus and how that's in, impacted the league. But glad that you're safe, doing the right and responsible thing. Uh, hopefully other people are doing the same. If you haven't, I've said this on the last podcast, get boosted, get vaxxed, stay safe, do what you need to do. That is the message. So we can enjoy some nice things and keep exactly, talking about man. basketball in a safe way. But Gerard, yes, sir. COVID has yeah. absolutely impacted the NBA, right? And Omicron virus definitely impacting the NBA. There was a good read, folks. If you haven't checked it out, Kevin Pelton of ESPN did a good job breaking this down by the numbers. And you know, Gerard and I, we like to look at the numbers and break things down. The article's titled, Which Teams Have Been Hit Hardest by COVID uh, Right Now? As we look at it going into the new year, 2022, second half of the season, we're about halfway through it. Gerard, when you looked at this, I think a lot of people, you think about the Omicron virus and you say, okay, the Bulls, I know they got hit hard. They had that period where they had nobody and then they had games that were postponed. But this really broke down who was hit the hardest. Were you surprised at what you saw that Kevin Pelton found in his research? Uh, No, because, you know, Kevin Pelton, a.k.a. The Machine, you know, he really digs down deep into the advanced numbers to look at what matters, right? Like, now, total minutes missed by people who are predicted to be on your roster, of course, that matters, right? And the Bulls are number one in that, right? 
they had the total most minutes missed because pretty much their entire uh, full roster got COVID, right? So that caused them to miss a ton of games and, and missed minutes. And then when you look at wins above replacement, right, which is the warp stat, I believe Cleveland was number one in that, right? And 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 what you what you're taking in, in, into account there, right, is about it, it's a it's a metric where it's looking at what the contribution is vis-a-vis like an average level player, right? And so because you know on, on every team you got average, a below average, above average, whatever that may be. So Cleveland was number one, and that's that Chicago was fourth, I believe, or third. Um, look, it, it it wasn't surprising to me to see it. Uh, teams that have had full outbreaks obviously suffered the worst. We know that every team has at least had one player enter health and safety protocols now. For a while, the Jazz were able to maintain, but Joe Ingles just went into health and safety uh, this week. So look, man, I said it before. An NBA season is hard to navigate, period. Just take away COVID. In any normal, regular season, navigating the season is hard. Injuries, attrition, all the normal stuff that goes into an NBA season. Now you throw on top of it, covid and the omicron variant and all that and i've said this before but look and you know these are dudes they do what they do y'all know how these nba cats like to get down in their free time all right look man if you are on a team and your goal is to win look you gotta curtail all that stuff and make sure you're doing it safe and right so that you don't have situations where your team now has to be without you for 10 days or even six of their their, their, as the nba and the mbpa has moved it down uh for vaccinated players because what ends up happening is if you don't have the full complement and you got to do that whole uh, postponement or whatever, and those games get rescheduled on the back end, you're putting yourself at a competitive disadvantage, right? Because now instead of maybe every other night, which is what NBA players are used to doing, now I got to play four games in five nights or three games in four nights. And we know that's not good basketball. Like we've seen that. That's what the NBA has gotten rid of. Try, try to eliminate as many as they could back to backs and four games in five nights because it's just too much basketball. And so, Again, if you're trying to win, you've got to curtail that stuff and not let COVID be a reason that your team's chances get derailed. I love that you had mentioned uh, Utah Jazz being the last team uh, to finally have a player uh, be put in health and safety protocols. Joe Ingles going yesterday is reported by Adrian Wojnarowski. It would make me think that, do you think we've seen the worst of this? There's been thoughts to say that, right? This is, I think Sunday was the first day where they were under 100 players in the league uh, not in health and safety protocols or in uh, under that number, finally got under that 100 mark of players not in safe, health and safety protocols. Um, do you think it's a competitive advantage for teams who've already been through this, been through the worst, if there has been, of this surge? Or is this still a situation where we got to wait and see because we don't yeah. know if yeah. this has been the worst of the surge? I think you hit the nail on the head, Dexter. It's wait and see, right? We are learning about this virus, the epidemiologists and the virologists and everybody. You're learning about it like monthly and daily as things pick up, right? And so it's the same with this. I think, again, teams that are, and remember, we we saw the reporting from Baxter Holmes, ESPN's Baxter Holmes, the percentage of players who, and Matt Sullivan uh, from Rolling Stone, the percentage of players who used the Johnson & Johnson vaccine versus the Pfizer vaccine versus the Moderna vaccine. Now, we do know in terms of efficacy, Moderna vaccine is the most effective. Then it's Pfizer. Then there's a decent drop off. And then it's the Johnson and Johnson, right? Now, we also know there's only a certain amount of people in the NBA players who are also boosted, right? So there is, I think, teams, let's put it like this. If you have a majority of players who are on that Moderna and they're boosted, vax and boosted, 
And also, the players are practicing responsible behavior, i.e., they're not spending time indoors with a bunch of other people en masse. They're wearing their masks when they got to go in someplace real quick. If there's pe- people are doing that, those people and those teams are at a competitive advantage. The ones who are just like, oh, I'm back some boosted, I'm cool, I'm just doing whatever, I'm just living my life. Well, you know, we see what that does, right? You keep, you keep going out and then live your life. Yeah, that is a concern for me just looking at the sport is that our team's going to get relaxed saying that they've been through the worst of it. And like you said, they're still not doing the proper things and not taking the right precautions. You slip up and COVID could be the reason that you are at an extreme competitive disadvantage, not to mention other things that could affect the health of these men that are playing the sport and also the families of the staff and people around mm-hmm. them that I think should be noted um, as well, too. We cannot talk about COVID in the NBA. You know this, uh, Gerard, without talking about Mr. Kyrie Irving, right, who refused to get that jab. Still unclear if he's gotten that jab. Nobody knows, but he is expected to make his season debut tonight against the Indiana Pacers. As you may or may not know, folks, he can only play in road games right now. So this is the Nets playing in Indy tonight. What? First of all, I guess let's start with this one, Gerard. How big is this for the Nets to get him back? The Nets have seemed to be an okay uh, offensively, and they've been better than people expected defensively this year, although lately not so mm-hmm, good. So mm-hmm. how big is it to get Kyrie back right now? Well, look, anytime you add a 50-40-90 All-NBA guy back to a roster, that's a good thing, right? I mean, you, you, you can never have too much talent on a basketball team. Okay, and Kyrie is one of the most talented skilled players in the history of basketball. So it's a good thing. We did see last season, in the limited minutes that Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving were on the floor, this was a historically great offense. The best offense in the history of basketball. Which, of course, makes sense. Because you have three players that can literally do everything. Right? Okay. That's one piece of it. You mentioned the Nets. Um, the last three games, they're, they're in their longest losing streak of the season. They had, they had previously been with the Warriors, the only teams in the NBA to not lose back-to-back games all season. And they all of a sudden lost three straight. And the part that's been concerning over those three games, Dexter, has been defensively. You mentioned they've been a top 10 defense, at times top five defense this season. Those last three games, they've been like 25th. That ain't good, okay? And Kyrie ain't going to help that, right? Like, he, he's not a defensive stopper. Now, last season, he played probably the best defense of his career, and can he come back in and do that? But defense is so much about effort and want to. And this is a guy who decided, well... I'm making a stand. I don't want to take this vaccine because of whatever, whatever. That doesn't strike me as a guy who's about want to, right, on, 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 on that end of the floor. So we'll see what that looks like when they get back together. The players are all saying the right things. We can't wait to have Kyrie back. That's our brother, yada, yada, all that. Cool. And again, yeah, having another ace offensive player helps, no doubt. But Nash has said it repeatedly. Defensively is this team's identity. This is where we're going to make our mark. Got to get buying on that end of the floor, man. Guys have got to be willing to do what is necessary, right? And in those last three games that they've lost, they just look disinterested on that end of the floor, right? Poor body posture, not closing out, letting guys get – I mean, it's just, right, it's that kind of malaise that you see in the middle of a season, which, you know, all right, you got vets, whatever, but your ultimate goal as a Nets team is to win a championship, right? These types of habits are not good for championship teams. I've seen a lot of talk on Nets Twitter, a lot of fans excited about his return, as they should be. You know, yeah. they should be excited to see Kyrie back on the court. On the court. But my mind went somewhere the other day, Gerard, because, you know, a lot of the beginning of the season, there's a lot of people talking about, okay, hey, I'm going to pick the Nets 
and the Warriors even saw some picks like that to get to the NBA Finals. Totally possible. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of the best teams in the league. But you know what happens if Kyrie Irving and the Nets face the Warriors in the NBA Finals? He can't, can't play, no play games. at all. He can't play any games at all. That is possible, folks. This could happen. Um, and I, I, I just wonder in terms of chemistry. You said the guy's saying the right things. But do you foresee any problems of guys maybe a month from now, even two months from now as we approach the playoffs, saying that, hey, this is the guy that's only here. Some of the times he's not all in, can't practice us. I don't know how the travel is going to work, especially if the rules aren't don't become less restricted in New York and other places. Do you foresee that being having some sort of chemistry problem, especially with the time he came back in now? We're about halfway through the season. It, it could potentially, Dex. And look, the players are never going to say anything publicly, right? They're all going to put the right face on and say the right thing. Behind the scenes, could it be something? Sure. Look, this is unprecedented, right? We've never seen a player do this since 60 years ago, right? And those were under completely different circumstances. Kyrie Irving is going to cause sort of like basketball players or NBA players are not unlike any other professional athlete. You know what these people love, Dex? Routine, right? Same thing, doing what they got to do. Someone coming in and out of the lineup, that is not routine, all right? Again, Nash put a good spin on it. Like, since since I started here, I've had people in and out. Things have been crazy. I'm used to adapting. Of course you are. And you're, you're, you're definitely used to that. However, for consistency's sake, right, and for playing sake, players like to know, okay, I'm coming out at this minute. This is when I'm doing this. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting my run with the second unit from here to here. Those things, right, because then they know how to operate and how to attack the flow of the game. It's going to take some time and adjusting. Now, of course, Kyrie Irving is a high IQ basketball player, so it's not like you're in, injecting someone who doesn't know what they're doing, right? Right. So it can work, but it's still going to take some time. And again, you brought up the playoffs. That is the most important thing. Depending on whom they play and when, right, Kyrie's going to miss half of a playoff series if it goes seven games, right, because he can't play at home. So these, and again, you mentioned the Warriors who have that, if it's Nets and Warriors, he ain't playing at all that series, at all? Right? right? So this is a problem. So you know I mean? April and the playoffs are three months away. Right. Let's just see how this rolls from now until then, because in this season, shit, anything's liable to happen between now and April. Who the hell knows? That is true. And that is, that is absolutely the world we'll live in sight. We'll see how Kyrie looks tonight. I'll be tuned in. I know you will be to watch your boy KD give the buckets that he needs buckets. Uh, against, against the Pacers. <laughs> we know for sure. But all, talking about, we talked about the Warriors, another player uh, set to return soon. And I think this is a huge boost for the Warriors in the same way that Kyrie could be for the Nets. That is Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. There's already been some talk and reports that he could return Sunday against the Cavs. Here's what's scary for me, Gerard. This is a team that's looked pretty dominant without Clay, right? We know how good Clay is, and maybe we shouldn't expect him to come back and be 100%. Maybe he's 80, 85% inform himself, but they've looked really damn good. Now they're getting former All Star, champion, guy who knows the system, could come in right now. Do you think that if he comes back, and let's say 80, 85%, like I said, let's say not 100%. 80, 85%. He didn't play basketball in two years. He comes back into this team the way they're already grooving. Does this make them scarier, or does this throw off the chemistry that we have seen with the Warriors? Um, it's so interesting you say that. I don't think it throws off the chemistry again because of the institutional knowledge that he has together, right? One of the challenges with the Kyrie situation and why it's not the same is 
as much as Kyrie, James, and Kevin are high IQ players, of course they are, this is, now Kevin and James have a little more history playing together from their OKC days, but as a collective trio, this is still relatively new for the three of them playing together, right? I mean, Steph, Clay, and Draymond have, and Iggy, have, and Kavon Looney, those guys have got institutional knowledge. They have won championships. They know where so-and-so likes to move. With the, they know it. It's, it's like riding a bike, right, when he gets back in. And Clay is a different type of player, right? He doesn't need – when he gets the ball, he ain't pound, 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 dribble, dribble, dribble. Like, no, 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 no. It's catch, shoot, right? right? He's moving off the screens. Like, that is a beautiful thing. He is like – it's like a puzzle piece, man. You know when you, you got the puzzle and it's like, ah, you about to put that last piece of the center and you going to finish the puzzle? <laughs> That's what it is with him, man. It's like it just fits in seamlessly because he knows exactly what to do. They know how to feed off him, and that adds more shooting. Because the one thing we know that he'll still be able to do is shoot the hell out of that rock, right? Yes. That ain't going nowhere. And so now you have a team that has Clay, Steph, Draymond, you know, Wiggins, right, as your starting unit. And now you move Jordan Poole with that second unit. I mean, Jordan Poole's been playing excellent basketball, right? And when they go ultra small, there's just too much space on the floor. And when you one of the hardest things to do right in any sport is guard super supremely talented people in space right because when they have space that means they have more options at their disposal right what you want is to force people into crowds yeah well ain't no crowds because who you helping off of right there's no one to help off of right like okay maybe you help off of off of uh wiggins okay but he's shooting pretty well from three and he could always cut to the rim and do different things right like and this is these and the way the Warriors, the Warriors offense works, the addition of Clay Thompson makes them scary. And look, if he comes back 80, 85 percent, Dexter, they are I mean, they're already the number two betting favorite right now. I mean, you, how do you not have them above the Nets? I mean, I know why, because if because what Vegas is saying is, look, if James Harden, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving play healthy for an entire playoff series, I can't. It's very hard to see anyone beating them. And that's true. I, right. I, I agree with that. Beating a team with those three dudes four times out of seven is almost impossible. But we don't know if we're getting that, right? Given all the things I just said. Right. We don't know if we're getting that. And I'd love to see. This is why I'm actually totally rooting for this uh, Nets versus Warriors finals matchup. You know, because I like a little anarchy too. But like, <laughs> yeah, what are the, how are the odds going to shift on that too? And, and instantly if Kyrie can't play. It's, we're so far from that. You're right. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But look. I don't see how Clay returning to this team is bad at all. Do I think it's going to take him some time to For ramp sure. back up, mm-hmm. get into stuff? And I think the Warriors have handled this situation pretty mm-hmm. well, not mm-hmm. bringing him back too early this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we'll we'll see. All right. This is the time of the year. We're about 30, somewhere between 38, 40 games, about the halfway point right now. Uh, All-Star game is coming up in Cleveland. We have no idea how that's going to look. We have no I, idea I know I will not be there. I know that. Oh, I'm sorry, Gerard. I thought you were going to be out in these streets. I will not be in these Cleveland streets for the All-Star game. I thought you were going to be out in these streets in Cleveland. I mean, um, listen, I, I love All-Star weekend, but uh, ain't nobody going this year. Yeah, so uh, I will not be uh, – we, we will not be doing a, a show with the NBA <laughs> Exchange uh, from Cleveland, unfortunately. We will have a lot to talk about that, I'm sure. No um, but All-Star is coming up. This is interesting for me because I feel like every year I roll my eyes at this. We, You know, when it comes out with the picks, people debate and they're like, oh, this guy didn't get picked, this person didn't get picked. And sometimes I hate participating in that. But I just wanted to take, take a temperature check here. Could we pick some NBA All-Stars? Could we look at who we think 
are locks to make the team already. I did some homework looking into this, Mm -hmm. and I was intrigued by how in one conference I had a lot more locks than the other uh, that I thought, which is very tricky. So let's 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 do this. Mm -hmm. Let's start with the Eastern Conference here. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, I have mine. Who are your Eastern Conference locks to make the All Star team right now? Guys, that you think no way, no doubt they are going to be on the team. Okay, I'm going to look at front court first. So no, we know we know KD is coming. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I, I ain't got to say it, but I'm going to say it. Uh, KD, DeRozan, uh, Giannis. Fuck. Man, see, this is this is the problem. This is the problem because Embiid should be a lock. I already but, got three three front but, court locks. Can I can I double check on that? Is yeah. is DeRozan? Eligible as a guard, also. Okay, if he's eligible as a guard, then he is. All right, then fine. Move him to guards. Okay, so you got Embiid, KD, Giannis, Embiid in your front court. DeRozan is one of your guards, and then your your other guard is going to be either as a lock. It's got to be Trey Young. It's got to be Trey Young. Um, I I mean, could could be Jimmy Butler. I mean, but the the injuries have played less games. But I mean, Trey's been putting up the numbers. The numbers. Right. I, I agree with you. So we have the same locks. Let's okay. be clear. Those same five. And I probably think that those five should be the starters. Yeah. That that I will say. Now, that all depends. And I was just trying to double check on this because I could not remember whether or not DeRozan is eligible for front court or he's eligible for a guard position. I would. It's very tough because he he is eligible for guard position. Okay. So I, okay. I just I just checked that. That's tough because I think you and I did the same thing. We think about him. He plays a lot of the three and sometimes a lot of the four. Yeah. For the for the Bulls. And I think most people would know that their starting backcourt is Lonzo Ball mm-hmm. and um Zach Levine. Zach Levine. So that's a little interesting there. However, I like it because it gets Embiid in there, as we both said, who should absolutely be a be a lock. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't see anybody past that that I could definitively say is a lock. I think we look at, would you say, and we'll probably get to this in a second, James Harden, he's played better after a slow start. Does he get in? I, I wouldn't call him a lock, but do you think yeah. he gets in? He'll, he'll get in because of, I mean, all-star games every year are generally like, it's the guys. And, and if you're picking, James Harden's always one of the guys that gets picked, right? So he will get selected um, by coaches and, and you know, and, and that process. I think Zach Levine's another one, right? Like, he's, he's an all-star. Uh, you know, Drew Holiday doesn't have the counting stats, but in the impact on winning stats, uh, Drew Holiday probably should be an all-star, right? So it, this is now we're getting into that hazy territory where it's like, uh, because again, all-star games are for the fans, right? And that's the thing. And you know how I feel about all that, but you know, that is what it is. All-star <laughs> games are for the fans. So you got to put the names that fans know. So right. Harden's probably going to get picked. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if Kyrie finds his way in the all-star game. Like, listen, don't 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 get it twisted, right? Because remember, it's part fan vote, but right, and we know. Say whatever you want about uh, Hotep handles Kanye with a layup package, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> he got people who rock with him, right? Like, right. I mean, he got a hive, right? Like more so than than many uh, great players. And so, I would not surprise me if he has a ton of fan votes. You just made me nervous about something, Gerard, that mm. could happen in the Eastern Conference. Not just Kyrie. Mm. What if the people say they want to vote in Ben Simmons, who hasn't played in the game all year? 
You it wouldn't shock you, right? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Now he he doesn't really have a hive like that, though. His hive is a little different, right? He don't right. have a hundred percent ride or die hive because the funny thing about hives and casual basketball fans, what do they understand? Buckets, right? If you just had to take somebody off the street and say, "Explain basketball," they know buckets, right? right. Everybody just understands buckets and don't get buckets like that, right? So I think it's very hard for him to have a hive. Whereas we know Kyrie is all about buckets. Yeah, we, we, we know that. It's about the buckets. Okay, we had the same locks for the East, and we I do agree with you. I think Harden will get in. I do think there's a case for uh, Drew Holiday mm-hmm. to be a second all-star with the Bucs. You know, so we're, we're, we're there on that. Western Conference. Mm-hmm. This is the conference I had more locks. I felt like I could see the roster more of guys who I think absolutely going to get in, even beyond the starters. Mm-hmm. Who were your locks for uh, the Western Conference? Woo! Okay, backcourt. I think that's pretty easy. That's Steph and Donovan Mitchell. I think that's pretty easy. What, what do you say there? I think those are the two guards. Those are my two guys. I wouldn't okay. be I, I wouldn't be mad, Gerard, if somebody said John Morant. I do not think – I mean, it's, it's, it's tough in your first year to be a starter, but he yes. might because of – he's more on Bleacher Report and those little, like, clip shits than Donovan Mitchell is, okay? so Right, and he's, he's got that kind of highlight popularity yes, going yes. for him. Yes, right. so I could see that. Shout out to my Grizzly Cubs. So I could see that. Right. Um, Steph, of course, we know that. Uh, look, Jokic. Well, you said a, Steph and Donovan. Don't, yeah. I had, I had yeah. Donovan is a, in as a starter, just yeah. to be clear. Those yeah. are the starters. Uh, yeah. Jokic, of course. Um, I mean, look, he played not a ton of games, but when he has played, he's done his thing. And he is LeBron James after all. So it will be literally impossible for that dude not to be a starter in the All-Star game. So your your other your one other front court spot there is, is LeBron James. And yo, like, I mean, I'm looking at the rest of that, the 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 front court, and I'm like, I ain't really loving a lot of y'all out here in the Western Conference in terms of like what you're doing, but because of the year he's having it again, counting stats aren't there, but who should be there is Draymond Green. It should be Draymond. But it well, won't be Draymond. Well, he, well, okay. So I agree that he won't start. But do, are you with me on that he should be a lock to be on the team? Oh, yeah. 100%. I think he's got to be on the team. He's it it, it would have been Paul George, but he's injured now, you know? So uh, I think the other thing, Devin Booker's got a case. But, again, he's a guard, right? So, like, do you? No, yeah, he's only got a guard, only got guard eligibility. You know, and so Anthony are, you, are you going with two bigs? Are you because this is what it comes down to, Rudy? To me, are you going Rudy, Gobert? Are you going Carl Anthony Towns? Those, those are your options there. I, I am not sure if Luka Doncic has forward eligibility, and I'll get to him a little bit later because he wasn't even on my lock list, which is kind of crazy. Because he's having a bad season, he's not playing. Well. Yeah, yeah, he's and I know he's got the numbers, but mm-hmm. he wasn't on my lock list yeah. there. Um. I, I could lean Rudy. Rudy's a lock for me. Rudy, on, oh, Rudy's a lock. Rudy's, Rudy, Rudy's a lock, and he should start. They should get. So they, they should go then with two bigs, right? Go, because Jokic is like a point center, right? So like he can like kind of play like a four, and it's an all star game, so positions don't actually matter. But the designation of starting, it should be Rudy, but it will be because of popularity. Luka Doncic will get that other spot. See, that's how bad of a year he's having, Dex. That I'm, yeah, I, he wasn't yeah. even on top of my brain. I was like, eh. yeah. That's how bad of a year he's having. It felt weird to me when I was making my list of locks and I couldn't, I, you know, and obviously Gerard and I were looking at this. We are looking at numbers too to back up what we're seeing. 
And I was like, yeah, I can't put Luca on here as a lock. Yeah, these these are my locks of who I was with you. LeBron, Jokic, Steph. Definite starters. Easy. No Easy. doubt that they're starting, okay? Uh, I have Donovan Mitchell also starting at the other guard, guard spot. My decision was to go with the other. I'm putting Rudy Gobert there. He's having a fantastic season. We know the impact that he has defensively. I was going there. Draymond, to me, is a lot to make the team. team. Uh, Chris Paul's, to me, is a lot oh, yeah. to make Chris the team. Chris Paul make it. And Booker, Devin, make and it. Booker mm-hmm. will make mm-hmm. it. And John Morant. Those yeah. are my yep. locks. Yep. Those are yep. guys like, no way, I can't see that they're not in the team. No matter what you think about who's starting or who's not starting, mm-hmm. whatever. But I think those guys are locks. And John Morant definitely deserves his first time on there. Oh, yeah. Now, do I think it's interesting? Because I think when you come down some of these final spots, it could be Cat. It could be... Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. it could be mm-hmm. Paul George, although he'll have a lot of missed games by right. the time that comes close. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be – the end of the West is not that great for you to pick, and I think nah. you're scrapping. Then you'll start talking about guys like uh, De'Aaron Fox maybe. And then it's a question, do you add a third big? Does Aiton deserve to be an all-star, right? The counting numbers yeah. probably well, aren't aren't high enough, but he's had a – I mean, the second-best team in the, in the Western Conference, right? So yeah. – you know, do they deserve to have three players on their team, right? Or, you know, but how do you say that if the Warriors only have two, right? It's It gets into these weird political sort of things about how many players should be on and what and who. Um, but, you know, he's had a great season, too. It's it's the West for, uh, you know, the injuries have really kind of plagued them. And then the play towards that five number and down has been off. I mean, remember, I started the season saying I thought Michael Porter Jr. would be an all-star, right? But yep. the back injury, I mean, he played, what, three games? Four, maybe like i mean yeah no more than that right and then out you know and it's it's yeah it's 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 been it's been a rough year in the west so with that being said which teams do you think deserve multiple all-stars because i think the case we talked about the warriors Mm -hmm. right steph and draymond Mm -hmm. um who else do you think utah right utah should get two i mean you you can't be that good on a two phoenix should have two um brooklyn will likely have two chicago should have two um Milwaukee should have to right I mean it's 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 so tough right like and, and the Drew Holiday thing he, you know again his impact never going to be seen in straight counting stats and again this is for fans right and fans understand 20 something points a game that's what fans the casual fan understands about basketball right how does it how does it impact winning is not as easily quantifiable with the eyes right because a fan thinks oh if you score 25 points a game for a team you must help winning but you and I know all 25 point per game scores are not created equally, right? Like, so that's that's the thing about this. It, it'll be interesting. So those teams, I think, should have, all should have uh, at least two All-Stars. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. That, and then we talked about John Morant, potential first-time mm-hmm. All-Star. Mm-hmm. I think he's a lock. Yes. I think if he doesn't get in, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Anybody else that you see getting in as a first-time All-Star that you think deserves it? And it's very we're in this interesting spot. I want to make this clear because – there's still a bunch of work to be done. Things can change over the next couple of weeks. And I think that's why I only had about five, six locks in the East because so many teams are bunched up. So much can change over the next couple of weeks. So any guys um, you think they could? As you can yes. think about somebody, yeah. Yes. Um, Jared Allen should be a first-year All-Star. Ah, first that's a All-Star. good one. Cavs deserve somebody right the now. Cavs are the number four team in the league in adjusted net rating. That defense is legit. Number two. They can guard that. Great game last night against against Memphis Grizzlies. By the way, hell of a win by Memphis, second out of a back-to-back after boat racing the Nets the night before. That, oh, how, how about say you you were smiling on the second night of back-to-back because our <laughs> man Jamal Murphy tried to come out here when the Grizzlies started slow and give you a little bit of hell, and you were like, nope. 
And Second half of back to back. And we, All and we good. had to deal with Gerard's text at the end. <laughs> so I'm talking about how fucked was. But you know, something I always talk about, Dex, this is where young legs matter, right? If yeah. that's an older team, they probably drop the rope and lose that game. But when you're, you know, when your average age is like 21 or 22, we good. We might start a little slow. Young legs, we're ready to roll, man. And those guys just have a level of moxie and fight to them that I love. So yeah, I think Jared Allen for Cleveland, he should definitely be a first time all-star. Um, you know, I would say Evan Mobley, but you know, it's very rare that a rookie, a very rookie, rare, right? Uh, and and for that, the rookie has to be dominating the counting stats, and he is not doing that. How about I'm gonna throw another one for you out the east? Mm. How about Lonzo Ball? I mean, uh, Lamelo Ball. Sorry, not Lonzo. You know, Lamelo is so interesting, right? So this is year two. Uh, so he would be, he's definitely gonna be a rookie sophomore for sure, or or the rising stars as, as they call it. I I wouldn't be mad if, if Lamelo if Lamelo Ball made it. I really wouldn't be. Charlotte's been. Up and down, right? They're 500. But listen, shit, that's better than what Charlotte's been, in, right? In, in, in recent years. Um, you know, now people would argue, well, is it him or is it Miles Bridges that should be the all star, right? Like, so it's, but is Miles Bridges playing better because of the presence of LaMelo Ball, right? So then you get into a maybe, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's, it's uh, again, I think with those teams, a lot is going to be how they played. Some teams have some important stretches. The East, anywhere from 6 to 11, is really bunched up. Mm-hmm. Some teams can make a run and shoot up the standards. Could be the Celtics, could be the Knicks. We haven't even talked about Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Yeah. Brown is locks. We're not even talking about that. That's how bunched up it is in the East. I, they, they ain't locks. <laughs> yeah, they're not right now. And that's kind of crazy to say because you would have thought for the last couple of years, well, one of them is definitely going to be there. Yeah, it's Can't, it's... They're having a rough year, man. They're having a really rough year. Something's just not something's not right there. I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, I'm gonna do that thing. You know, it's where it's like you know, with league pass, you get caught up with certain teams. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do like a ten game block of watching them because something just doesn't. I don't know what it is, and it's not just oh, ain't it true point? Something else is something is going on there. I don't know what, but like it just doesn't feel right, and I don't know what it is. Sometimes it doesn't feel right. All right, this is way too early to be probably talking about the All-Star game, but we did it, and we made some picks. (laughs) We're going to make some more picks, NBA picks. We're going to come back after a short break. When we come back, we're going to give you some picks, some best bets for tonight. Gerard and I will do that on NBA Exchange. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the NBA Exchange. All you got to do is sign up now and use the promo code NBAEX. Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep. That's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play. Download the Prize Picks app today. All right, welcome back to the NBA Exchange. I'm your host, Sex Henry, with my man, Gerard Hector. Give us a follow at the NBA Exchange on all social media platforms. All right, we had a good conversation, but we also like to, you know, help you guys with some money so you can use it. <laughs> Places like Prize Picks that you just heard about. Use that promo code. That's the way to go. We want you guys to do that for sure. Use the promo code NBA Exchange. Uh, and we have a bunch of good ones throughout this whole network. 
Gerard mm-hmm. has one for his podcast, Seven Footers. Use that promo code there for as well, too. Check out the Seven Footers podcast this week. Him and the homie Jenna Lemoncelli had a really good conversation about a bunch of stuff, including DeMar DeRozan, mm-hmm. why he should be considered for NBA MVP. Y'all should definitely check that one out. Uh, but in terms of betting, <laughs> some interesting <laughs> games tonight. I have a theme, which where I'm going okay. um, here tonight. I'm, I'm looking at road teams uh, to win. Uh, wh- what do you got tonight? What's your, what's your first game that you got for, got for us tonight? Uh, interesting game. Second out of a back-to-back for the Toronto Raptors. They had 2-5 serve for them to, p- to play the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee's seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Look, Milwaukee did just lose to uh, Detroit the other night. People are like, ah, whatever, blah, 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 this and that. Toronto's kind of starting to find a little bit of a groove here. Um, it is second out of a back-to-back, but that's a team that they just find ways, man. I just like how Toronto plays. You know, they're gritty, all those things we love to say. Look, man, I got a feeling. I'm going, you know, a little risky here. We're going straight money line, which is plus 240, taking – Taking the Raptors on the money line plus two forty to pull out the straight out win, straight up win on the second out of a back to back against the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, straight up money line. Look, mm-hmm. I love it. I mm-hmm. love it. Absolutely, a little, little, little bold in the new year. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you know what's funny? I, I just didn't realize we have a comment from a, a friend of the show. And can can, I, can anybody hear his voice on this, Brian Fonseca? is an all-star in a if you know brian fonseca you know that was said with anger yeah uh-huh. and it's all caps and he dropping f-bombs out here you know how brian is man he just he's so the, on brand. He's the angry dude he's just the angry dude man you know <laughs> yo he's so on brand brian thanks for checking in we love we love you as always um my first game. Okay, I like I like that. I like that gutsy bet taking. Yeah, man. Go go on going with it. <laughs> okay, I like that. I'm going to uh talk about the Brooklyn Nets versus Indiana Pacers. I do not think the Pacers uh have much of a chance in this game. I'm gonna be quite honest about this. Kyrie returning, fantastic for the Nets. I think the team will be pumped up about this. I think they will be ready to go in terms of that. I think there'll be some spark to the team. We don't know how much Kyrie will play. What his conditioning level is at. Everybody says that he looks good. But the Nets are six and a half point favorites on the road. Now, the Pacers, they have been decimated by COVID protocols right now. A lot of players not healthy. They just played the Knicks last night. The Knicks got a 10 point win at home over them. And I don't think this team, although very hungry, a lot of guys from overseas in the G League, I don't think there'll be any match for the Nets in this. I think the Nets are going to be pumped up. I think they're going to want to win for Kyrie. I think the Nets easily cover this. Uh, winning by more than seven points in this contest, and I think they get this done. So give me the Nets uh, favorite to win. Throw some money down on that. I think this is one of your best, easiest bets of the night. Uh, give me the Nets to smash the Pacers in Indianapolis. That's what we like. Man, you watch, said... watch, watch the Kyrie hype train. <laughs> roll he, after this. He, he said smash them like it ain't smash. nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think I think this could be bad. For, I think this could be bad for the Pacers. All right, your second game. Your second game of the night. Uh, so the Utah Jazz head to Denver to take on the Nuggets, the depleted Nuggets. Who really? It's just Nikola Jokic. And by the way, yo, shouts to Jokic, man. Like the only reason why this team is a game above five hundred is because homie is might be playing better than he played in his MVP season. Facts. Um, but, yo, uh, the Jazz, man, I just think they're too tough right now. They're, they're, they're on a little bit of a roll. They're playing good basketball. They're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. 
Um, I like them to win big in this game. I'm actually going to go Jazz uh, winning margin, 11 to 15 points plus 625. I just see a big time win coming from Utah tonight. Okay, you going with a smash. Okay, I see you. I see you. Got, got a smash for Utah. I, 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 I could see that too. The Jazz offense, how could they? Their offense has been so good. But Gerard also spoke about this on the Seven Footers podcast, which I was producing last night. He also talked about how, look, the concern is what can they do on the defensive end. I'm really intrigued to see what Utah does on the buyout market, how they try to mm-hmm. shore up their perimeter mm-hmm. defense because the offense looks really good. And I've been watching a lot of their games lately. On league pass, so it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Okay, my last game. Uh, it's not a game I think most people are gonna be excited about watching. I see Atlanta Hawks versus the Sacramento Kings, and why they're not excited? You know why? Because the Kings are involved. The Kings are involved in this, right? Now, look, the Kings played the Lakers tough last night. And one mm-hmm. of the they did. Out of they did. They did. Right. One mm-hmm. of the interesting things I think out of that Lakers game, and I'd love to hear what. Murph, our man Murph has said about this is Russell Westbrook had no turnovers. Zero turnovers. Can't believe that. Zero turnovers. First First time in like six years, right? (laughs) Yes, first time since 2016 that had happened. Kings, they they hung tough. But the Kings, you know, they just don't have enough. I look at them, their offense is disjointed a lot. A lot of times it's hoping Buddy Heald hits a 35-footer. You know, there's not much going on. There's not much shooting. They're playing on the second night of a back-to-back. Travel from L.A. up to Sacramento. We'll see how that goes. The Hawks. Should they get this game? They're road underdogs at plus one and a half. But, and I, I would say I'm inclined to take the Hawks here, guys. But here's how I bet it. You know what the thing both of these teams have in common? They are terrible. <laughs> defensively. Adjusted defensive rating for both these teams. 26 and 27. The Hawks are 26, just slightly better. That is in the league, right? Both terrible. Give up about 113 points a game. What I would encourage you to do is look at that over-under. The over-under for this game is 229. Right? Both teams at 113. That puts them at 226. But Smash that over. Involved. The Kings are involved. That's right, Gerard. What did you tell the people? <laughs> Smash, Smash that over. That over. <laughs> the Kings are involved. They're liable to give up a few more points than you want down the stretch anyway. So smash that over. That's the way to go and bet in this game. I haven't done a lot of over-unders this year in terms of total points, but this is one because these teams suck on defense. <laughs> this is going to be points palooza in Sacktown. If you like a lot of point scoring, hey, Trey Young dropped 56 out of the night. He might, he he, he might go 60 tonight. He might go for six, go for a 60 piece. You know, Dex, I talked about this on the Seven Footers pod yesterday. I, yeah. I'm just disappointed with the Hawks. I got to be honest. Like, I know they had yeah. injuries and all that, but. When Trey came out with the whole, like, it's hard to get up for the regular season, I was like, my guy, like, yo, you ain't, you ain't been here long enough to be saying that, man. Like, that ain't. And I think that whole, that just set a bad tone for them. They need to reset, man. Like, come back out of the all-star break and go on a run because they're talented enough. They get healthy Hunter back and all their guys. But this, nah, this ain't it. Yeah, they, they don't look right, and we'll see once they get healthy. And I didn't – you talked about this on the, on your podcast was that you didn't like the mindset, and I agree with that. I thought it was not a right mindset to have, but I want to give him – cut him some slack. He's a young player, young team. Maybe he's banking on the fact that he's going to get back. As we know, been watching sports for a long time. That is not guaranteed. And in the NBA, we talked about this on an earlier show this season. No windows are guaranteed. You don't know what's guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. You don't know if your team's going to be healthy. We have no idea with any of these things. So I think when you have that attitude, 
hopefully Trey Young has learned for that and that team is to be healthy. You know, we don't want to see him have to fire a coach again just to get it going. We don't need to see that, but hopefully they can get it together. But yeah, they give that defensively, mm. they ain't good. Not and the good. numbers, Not the good. numbers absolutely show that. All right, that's a wrap for this edition of the NBA Exchange. Uh, we want to thank everybody, one as usual, for supporting us. Please continue to support all the good content from Backpack Broadcasting and the Props Network. We uh, thank everybody who supported us, including our patrons at Patreon. We told you guys about the prize picks promo that we have going on. Be sure to check that out as well. Um, get a great deal. Match up uh, your first deposit up to $100. That gets matched when you use the promo code that you see right there below, NBA EX. You know where to follow the NBA Exchange. You know where to follow Gerard Hector, Seven Footers Podcast, also doing his thing with True Hoop. Check them out. They do bring it in every Friday. Always good to see as well. So for Gerard Hector, I'm Dexter Henry. And until the next time, we're back on NBA Exchange. We'll have a lot more to talk about you. Remember, get vaxxed, boosted, <laughs> stay safe. And don't be out here in the streets. Yeah. As Gerard might have a exactly. plans. Keep, keep your please. ass inside, man. Keep your ass inside. Don't be on, ain't nobody outside. Stay in the house. There you go. That's that and that's our hot take for the episode. <laughs> Until Friday, y'all. Peace.